You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 13, as the New York Rangers blow... A disgusting three-nothing lead in a third period, third period on their home ice against the Edmonton Oilers, and here we are sitting down covering a team that really doesn't even deserve to be covered at this point. So, uh, more importantly, Andy, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, other than hockey-related, fandom-related, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, a nice uh, Thanksgiving weekend i hope everyone enjoyed their thanksgiving since our last podcast uh luckily i was on my way to a second thanksgiving on saturday afternoon so i was actually watched the first two periods go figure and then i was like all right three nothing lead against the canucks and i you know, i was getting close to my stop took the train out to long island so i stopped watching uh the next time i picked up my phone to check the final score or what was going on i saw uh, that it had been tied <laughs> and I knew I just knew that was bad news. I said, you know what? I'm not even going to look. I'm just, I'm not even going to, I'm, I, I already told myself they're going to lose in like overtime or something. So I turned my phone off and then text a few minutes later, text started pouring in and it was not happy. So I'm like, they, they lost in regulation. And obviously since then, subsequently I've went on social media and read everything and, Got it. I still don't have it in me to watch the clips of of them just uh, absolutely blowing it. I and I'm you know I'm seeing all the the quotes and the the talk of shock from the players and uh, I don't know. And I'm seeing gifts of Leon Dreisaitl literally after scoring the go ahead goal, like knocking a stick out of Braden Schneider's hand and him just sadly picking it up. And I'm I just it, yeah, it's uh, not. Not great, Bob. Not a good, not a good time for the New York Rangers right now. Um, so yeah, but unrelated to my fan of the New York Rangers, I'm doing okay. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that. I, I listen. I my story. This is like this is like infamous. You know, this is like Ranger fans will talk about. I think this day for a while. Where were you when they blew the three goal lead? This, this feels. The- the Edmonton Oilers. And this team has blown in the last decade. They've blown games. It's, so it's not like an NHL team's but This one felt different. You know what I mean? Even though you're, it's, a, it's a blown loss against whatever, a Western Conference team in November. It's usually you'd say, okay. And like the Panthers did apparently the same thing happened to them. But th- this is different though because this team has already been under a microscope and they've constantly been asked by the, the media and reporters about why they seem to lack focus. So it's been a hot button issue for them. So this it's not, it shouldn't be a, a shock that it was such a, the fallout of it was such as, and it does feel like one of those, you can never go home again moments reading Gerard Gallant's comments. He seems a little bit snippy with the media. And if we remember towards the end of Alan Vigneault's tenure, uh, even though he was usually a pretty 
you know, laissez-faire guy when talking. It seemed like he got a little bit more defensive. And Gallant was very defensive in the after the post game and then uh, at practice today. So we'll get into all that. But yeah, he's got another month to coach the team. <laughs> it sucks. It, it does feel like something something's coming to a head with this team. Uh, and unfortunately and scarily, I'm not quite sure what it is, but uh, uh, we'll see. So, uh, yeah, James, what are your what are your thoughts on this this whole debacle right now? Well, I, you know, similar to you, but different. I I got home from work, so I worked. This game was Saturday at 1 p.m. I worked Friday night. I got home late, like in the morning. I had to get up a few hours later to go back to work at, on Saturday morning. Got home. Caught the end, middle of the first and end, end of the first period. You know, I was watching it on my phone on the bus ride home feeling pretty good you know i know you know i I know edmonton has had a a, you know a great start to the season and then things kind of spiraled out a little out of control i think they mentioned they were seven and three to start the season and then three and seven since then so uh yeah you know they were struggling a bit uh you know i thought just like the rangers you know here we are catching this team last game uh of a road trip around the holiday I know Edmonton obviously doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, but you know it, you just can't help with the interaction between Canadian teams in America that you know everything kind of does revolve around uh, you know an American Thanksgiving this at this point uh, of the season. So uh, you know a betting man would say you got to take the New York Rangers here. You know uh, a must-win game. They kind of got. Uh, they they had an unacceptable loss against the Ducks, and I don't even really want to talk about that game. But then you know you come here, you bounce back. Uh, I thought the boys were were buzzing a little bit. I thought there was there was hope there. Uh, I saw glimmers of hope, and you know it looked like you know Panarin was a little determined to get the monkey off his back and get a goal. And I just thought you know with the line shakeups and everything that we looked you know good enough to win a hockey game. And we were up three nothing at home. I'm laying on the couch. I'm like, you know what? I can barely keep my eyes open. I'm just gonna nod off. You know, this is gonna be a defensive third period. They're just gonna shut it down. It'll be boring. Maybe Edmonton gets one. What I woke up to was hunt text messages in the hundreds. And then basically checking the score and seeing four three and not even in overtime was just it's it's honestly it's discouraged me so much where it's like I don't I don't even really want to think about hockey right now like I I don't know what it is with this team but this is the shit I'm talking about this is the stuff that people shunned at the beginning of the season because their analytics were good they were still getting a ton of shots don't worry it'll hit the back of the net no it was more than that and I said it from the very beginning that this team for some reason mentally has collapsed and I don't know what it is I don't know if the crown is too heavy after going to the Eastern Conference final last year but this this team is not making the playoffs and I I'm not even being over dramatic this team unless there's something done dramatic this team is not making the playoffs and the first thing that will happen by Christmas or I should just say New Year's Gallant will be gone because if you look at our December schedule, if you think we're struggling now, wait till we play the real teams in this league. And I'm not talking about the San Jose Sharks and the Coyotes and you know the the Ducks and a struggling Edmonton Oilers team. And you know I'm not talking about the bottom feeders, the Seattle Kraken. I know they're playing well. Wait till you play the big boys. And I'm talking about you know the you know the Colorado Avalanches the New Jersey Devils that are coming up next. You know, wait wait till you start to play these teams. You know, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Detroit Red Wings. Wait till you start playing them. These teams are hungry. These teams that know how to win. These teams are not messing around. They're feeling good about themselves. They're in a groove. And uh, I just don't see how the New York Rangers pull themselves out of it because I think the leadership on this team is pretty gutless. And I think last year what you saw was a team riding great goaltending and a hot power play and 
the Rangers, you know, now have a, a power play that's easily defensible because they know exactly what's going to happen. And uh, yeah, we're going to be struggling here to win hockey games. So uh, I know that was a lot, Andy, but you know, I really don't know what else more to say because it's like there's just nothing there to be positive about. Yeah, I mean, the vibes are are definitely off this season, and say what you will, even if technically at times this this Rangers iteration of the New York Rangers has maybe during games was controlling play for longer stints you just didn't feel the same fire and urgency and even when they were giving up all these shots you at least saw them competing I mean a lot of it you knew was that they were young and didn't have a lot of depth but they were at least trying you know even if it was in futility but this team uh, from all accounts it's just they they stopped skating for for portions of the game. And I mean, they're so slow that, and we've spoken about that on this podcast before that this team is constructed of players that aren't all that particularly fast. And if they stop moving, it's a death sentence. They don't have enough uh, foot speed to make up for a lack of, you know, if they're stationary, cause then they can't, they can't kill cycles in their own end. They're pretty abysmal in the neutral zone. Um, and they really don't have a system to help them close out games. I mean, you say what you want about generating offense and having a system for that, but at the very least, you're like, well, there's, you know, you have some offensive players in Panarin and in Zab- supposedly Panarin and Zabanajad and Kreider, and even hell, you you would hope some of the kids at this point. But when it's when you're going into defend a lead mode, even though that's never the right way to do it, it should always just be just keep playing mode. But let's say let's you know. You understand that the other team is desperate for a goal. They're going to come out with a bigger push, right? But this Rangers team, the amount of times their breakout consists of just players kind of standing near the blue line, ready to catch, uh, like with their backs up the ice to catch passes. They don't have any escape valves. They don't have any support down low. They don't have any easy passes. Half the time I see someone feathering, like Braden Schneider feathering a, a soft backhand to no one to the slot only for it to get picked off by the, the blue man, excuse me, the D the opposing D man at the, at the line being like, thank you very much. And that's on Gallant. I mean, it's, it's obviously the biggest thing is who is to blame here. Is it the players or it's Gallant? It's all of them. Obviously. I think Gallant has been obfuscating a lot of his responsibility in this or shirking it. And he's saying, I'm, I think he even said as much today, he was like, Oh, I'm doing my job. He said something to that effect that I'm telling the players like what we expect from them and reiterating it, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It's not about just telling, yes, you told them to do it last year and they did it. So I told them to do it this year and they're not doing it. So that's not on me is not a valid excuse. Just like Truba, now that he wears the C, has to take a monumental amount of shit because that's what comes with it. As the coach, he has to take some on him too. And especially getting defensive about why he refuses to still put Vitaly crafts off in the lineup, even though it seems like the Rangers are now, you know, Trocek's banged up and Lindgren's out a couple of games now further exposing the, the lack of depth on this team. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't see a lot of people wanting to take responsibility. And even in the post games for the last few games, it's been the same thing. It's like, we didn't do this, or we know we can do this, or we know we can do that. We know what our game plan is. We didn't get to it. So we've got to make sure we get to it. And then acting shocked when they once again, didn't do it. It's just, it's, this is the type of fire that should have been put out. Uh, five, five games ago. You know what I mean? After your first, you drop two in a row and you, in, in similar fashion, uh, just an inability to say for them to just even in the locker room, just say, Hey, like we're not fucking doing that. And if anyone is not, you know, is not moving their legs in the third period, uh, we're going to call you out. But there's been none of that. It happened now. Apparently there was a players only meeting today. Of course. Now yeah, yeah, a little, a little too late for that. It's not going to do anything. I don't think these guys truly, really even know what's wrong. And the, the, I think that's absolutely true. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just to interject. I I truthfully don't think the players know what's wrong. I, I, and, and I know people don't really want to hear this, but we're, we're just not, our players are not good. Like Kreider is not like what we got out of Kreider last year 
was a result of an unbelievable power play. Like, and that's really it. Like, that's our threat, you know, against the Edmonton Oilers. We went 0 for 3. You score on one of those, you, you probably win the game. But the truth of the matter is that Kreider is not a first-line player. He's a third or fourth-line winger. Maybe a second, a second left winger. You're talking on the left side. The left side is loaded. It's not like he's a right winger on this team. He's a left winger. He's our third best left winger. You know, I, 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 and I truly mean that. Five on five, he's our third best left winger. And, you know, Panarin who is supposed to be our best left winger. They all kind of stink. Like our strong side supposed to be the left wing. They all kind of stink. And, you know, Zibanejad, I haven't seen him take over a game yet this year. And I know it's a, I know he can do it. He did it the first game against yeah. Tampa. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. He did it once. Yeah. And we're like, oh, he's going to fly this year. And he's got one even strength goal. And the rest of his goals are on the power play. So, But I, I truly believe that there's, there's, a, there's like a, you know, a, a veil over this team. And they don't really truly, they, they'll never figure out what's wrong because they're the ones that's wrong. Like, you know, it's not a system. It's not. It's not effort. I truly just think it's a, just a lack of talent now. And teams yeah. co- like kind of caught up to their shtick, you know? Well, they're definitely, I think teams are aware of them now. Whereas you can see the way Mika Zibanejad has not been able to terrorize, even though he does lead the team in power play goals and held the league. But still, you can see on the, they've had a lot of power. They're what? They're down to 16th in the league in the power play now, just because they haven't scored a goal in the last few games. And that's because, they're taking away that pass. It's become predictable. And after Panarin for the first five or six games of the season, he had that whole thing where he's like, I got to get back to the player I was in Columbus. And he looked unbelievable. And then he just stopped doing that. And he went right back to being the Panarin we saw last year, just perimeter and just not being smart and just turn forcing turnovers on dumb passes that you don't even have to try to make. Um, yeah, honestly, outside of Igor, who has luckily found his game, although uh, I didn't get to watch the goals again, so I don't know how bad they were. But I, I, I heard if the Rangers stop skating, I'm not going to put it on him because, you know, I don't know. You, if, you're, if you don't see your D-men or your players in front of you doing much of anything, I don't know how you're expected to make stops. Uh, but Fox has been the only player of note, really, for the Rangers this year. Yeah. And, in and any listen, po- sort of positive way. And I'll be positive. Kako, I think... Is playing the best hockey he's played as a New York Ranger. Yeah. And well deserved, I mean, uh, you know. Again, but and once again, even though Lafreniere gets the goal, it was him who made the the play. And of course, it's always he does the the takeaway and the, and then the backhand, where then it goes to two other Rangers players who just kind of pass around before passing it to the person who scores the goal. So Kaka doesn't get a point for it, but he's played well. That's I think that's fair. Yeah, I, listen, it's, it's it sucks that we're in this in this spot right now but uh i i do think there is a way out of it yeah i truly do uh i think a coaching change always sparks no matter what the team looks like a coaching change always sparks it unfortunately that's what what has to happen at this point that ain't and happening. i'm telling you the, the, we have not hit the worst no it's the, always not dark. the bottom andy yeah the bottom will come this month well uh, and they're they're about to play the hottest team in the league and and their crosstown rivals tomorrow. So, uh, or today, as you listen to this podcast, so a blowout against the New Jersey Devils, who are playing the most inspired hockey of their lives, versus a injured uh, Rangers team searching for answers with answers with uh, you know with uh, confidence issues. You can bet your ass this has this has this is an ugly game makeup of all an ugly loss like all over it especially coming off of this game you know what they i mean need it though they need they need you don't remember the cleansing last year that's true you did the clean that was an important the, one I, we need the we, the you know how like the, oh, it was a free form that has the 25 days of christmas we need yes. the 25 day cleanse here with the new york rangers i know it's not december yet but i'm telling you right now we need to end the year with a cleanse of all cleanses, just go over. We need to, and I'm, not, and I'm not saying over as in we don't win any hockey games. I'm just saying like we need the bottom out here. Well, it's not. It's also not about win. It's not the fact that the Rangers lost that game. It's that they literally stopped trying. They stopped skating. 
which is hurting. I, mean, I don't care if if the if if a team with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl makes you're you're playing in the game and they just make unbelievable plays and beat you. It is what it is. You know what I mean? The two they're two of the best players on, on the planet. But no, 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 no. It we, wasn't we had, that. Uh, Bouchard scored his first two goals. I in the know, season, I, and that's and the thing. Was it Holloway was, scored his first goal ever as a New York. Uh, yeah, as a Edmonton. Oil. Edmonton. Oil. It's literally just yeah, Dylan Holloway. Uh, yeah, Holloway. It's that they just stopped playing because they're like we're up. They thought they opened it up against them because they had the two goals disallowed, and then they got them back. So in their head, they're like, oh, so now we're up three nothing. Uh, and we should be up five nothing, but don't worry. We but thank God we scored our goals and we avenged it. So put stick a fork in them; they're cooked. What'd you think of the uh, goalie interference call? Uh, I I actually see. I actually agree. I, I know this is probably not a popular opinion. I thought it was a, a good we'll call for the refs, refs <laughs> for the refs to make. I. I can see why they did it because at, you know, at first I'm like, that's so tiny. And he's like, you know, he does it made go no in difference with the, it absolutely made no difference. I, yeah, he was not saving that puck. In fact, I know, but the fact it's one of those things where he was not saving it, but then the contact before also eliminates any chance of you saving it. And then that's, I think what they get hung up on. And it's also the fact that it's not like Carpenter was like, pushed into the paint he just kind of he did just kind of go in there willingly but he didn't uh, even hit him he there was i saw that there he he his skate went up against his pad and it's one of those it, things where it like he if then anything he moved his, him in a way to actually make a save probably i i could definitely agree with that but i'm i'm unfortunately i think it's one of those things where it becomes like i don't think there i like you james think there was not a chance he was making that stop but because there was that contact, it's like you almost lose the ability to say, well, he, well, then he couldn't have anyway. It's just, it's, it's shitty, but I actually didn't think it was too egregious if that's, I, th- you know, what I did think was egregious is the Panarin one because the, this game is so fast and to bring it back and it just kind of is on the blue, like. That one was weird. I, the thing is, I, I, the angles were not good enough. Yeah, unless the NHL it. had a crazy angle, we didn't. But it's just one of those things that it was like an offside is an offside. And I understand if, if a club player is clearly offside. But if someone who already has possession of the puck, like, and then brings it over and then just stick handles it backwards for a second and it's like on the blue, but it's like not, it's just. Well, it, it's supposed to, the rule was if you, as long as you have possession, you're good. Like you can, you can skate into the zone backwards as long as you're. And he clearly, he clearly had possession because he, it was just on his, you know, he, you know, he was just handling the puck and he just kind of put it back for a little protection. You know what I mean? As he hit the line at or right after he'd come over the blue line. So I thought that was stupid, more egregious, but again, they then scored three goals and you're, you're like, great doesn't matter they they i thought they looked good for they looked good for two periods and that's yeah, why i was fine. like I, absolutely fine. i was very comp and that's i think the most frustrating thing <laughs> is that it's like i th- you know it's one thing if it's a lack of overall talent and i do think i think there is some overrating of some of the players on this team i absolutely do um i also but i also think a big part of it too is i think I think it was so much. E- I think it's just the same thing. It's always been the issue with this team. They're men- mentally, they're just kind of soft. I, and I don't think it was. Didn't Joe Thornton say that years ago that the, like the Rangers? And it's so funny how the only there could literally only be one player left from that team. But as long as there's that common thread, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's a lineage thing, and it's, it's. I just after they allowed one goal, I didn't. There was no pushback. <laughs> Like, that's the thing. When you get scored on, when you're a lead, then you're, then the light bulb should go off. Oh, we have to move our legs a little bit more. We were too passive. Like, you're a lot, look, you give up a goal. It's like, it is what it is. I, my whole thing was like, oh, I hope they get Igor the shutout. And then I saw, ah, right, see, they scored one on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Now he's not going to, I knew they weren't going to get him the shutout, but I was like, you know what? Okay. But then I was like, then they'll be mad and then they'll pick it up and then they'll, even if Edmondson somehow gets one in, like, their their second goal in like with the with a minute left with the with the a man advantage pulled but nope not even that it was just they literally stopped and there's I think it's for better probably you know honestly maybe for it's the, for the best it's really show exposing 
what's some of the glaring problems with this team. Although Gallant refuses to see half of it. Uh, I, I'm sure, you know, Jones and Schneider have bright futures with this team, but right now together as a pairing, they inspire no confidence. Uh, Truba, they literally keep telling us he's got a, a, like a, his hand is taped up and yet they're still playing him when, if they had just bit the bullet and sat him for a couple games, maybe he would have been ready to come back and not dealing with a nagging hand injury the rest of, cause he looks like absolute hot garbage. And Miller, who was supposed to break out, has been inconsistent. He has, he'll have a great game, and then he'll have like two or three kind of stinky games. Uh, you know, at this point, like you said, I don't, Kako is not getting rewarded for it, but he's clearly taken a step. So I'm not going to ding him for that, honestly, because I think he is playing better hockey. And I think he's just very, he should have the most points on the team. At, I agree. He's been robbed him for and a lot. Him and Vinny, yeah. And I, honestly, I think Trocek is also, I can't put any fault on him. I think he's been a good soldier since he got here. And honestly, you know who was another guy? I don't really, can't really say I'm, is, and I'm sure the numbers don't agree with me here, but I don't, Barkley Goodrow hasn't really, no. I haven't noticed anything bad from him. I still think he plays, his position, his body positioning is good. Uh, but I mean, here's the thing though. If you look at our line, look at our lineup, you know, it's all Kreider, third, it's all third well, liners. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like the Kreider, Zibanejad, Panarin are underachieving. But if you look at our games, if those guys are chipping in just a little bit, we're going to win a, a lot of those games. Cause it's not like, besides the Bruins game, we didn't really, we're not getting like blown out. Like the Ducks game is close. If one of those guys do, does something, if one of those guys does something against Edmonton, we win the game. You know, it's like, if they're chipping in just a little bit more or just a similar level to what they were last year, we'd be fine. It's just that like, we're not getting any production from our all, our all-stars are not playing like all-stars. And you know, some of our, you know, you can blame the fourth line, but shit. I mean, they're developing chances, <laughs> you know, you know, the goat has a few goals. He's got like what, the same amount of goals as he did all of last year. You know, it's just, it, it's, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I obviously, you know, if things were the way they were last year, the Rangers wouldn't be in this position, but it's almost like you just saw how fragile it was when we don't do the things we did last year. It's just like everything just collapses. And, um, you know, the, the one, the, the one thing I, I, I do want, this is not all the Rangers fault. And I, I kind of blame, I know this is kind of crazy, but I blame Rangers media and I blame, guys like Vince that get to ask the questions at the end of the game because there's certain questions that just need to be asked and I want the players to have to answer it what type of questions are you looking for specifically because I honestly I do think I, I I've been people like uh Molly and uh Colin and Vince I I I feel like they've been maybe not outright abruptly asking it but i feel like they've been asking about the inconsistencies and why no, 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 no. this player what what are you what are you Andy, looking at Andy, them Andy, to get, get yes yeah, <laughs> when you ask cookie cutter questions you get little cookie cutter cookies okay okay you gotta you gotta just sometimes you know you gotta go out and and go after these guys all right and you know I, the one of the first things i want to ask especially gallant is do you think Truba's doing a good job leading this team? Flat out, you got to ask him. He's gonna, but you know what Gallant's gonna say? He's gonna protect them. It, listen, he's gonna he say he's to... he's gonna say he's he's got you know he's got some nagging. He can be better, and he knows it. But he's got some nagging nagging injuries, but it's getting better every day. And, and then he, you I gotta, think he literally, like, I think that's literally what he said when asked about it today. Something along those lines of that, you know, yeah, he's hurt, and but it's getting better every day, and you know. But the thing is, your injury is not. And your injury and your play is not just about the leadership. I'm talking about in a locker room. Like, I don't care if you're injured. You could still be a leader. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, an, an, another question is to Gallant, or, or not, not specifically to Gallant, but just more in general of, you know, the coaching staff in general is, you know, do you believe Why that don't you have a system? <laughs> well, no, no. Well, do you think the current roster is good enough to make the playoffs? And just like flat out ask him, do you think this team's good enough? And, you know, he might say yes, but do you say, then why are you struggling so much? Like, you got to like continue to pre press 
press these guys. It, you got to, like, this is why, you know, I don't know. This is why, like, you can just throw out all these after game, you know, comments because you're going to get the same shit. Like, you, you can just copy and paste a Zibanejad answer from five games ago and insert it now. And n- not a single fan would even know the difference because it's, a, it's you get the same answer every single time. And unless you hold the, you know, the players, you know, feet to the fire and Gallant's feet to the fire, like you're, you're just going to get the same responses and things need to be shaken up. Like people need to like answer these questions and I, you might not get it. I understand that we live in a world where a lot of these people are protected and they don't want to answer, you know, the tough questions because they usually they don't have answers for it. But, you know, again, you know, ask Gallant, do you think Chris Kreider is a first line left winger? You know, where? Why isn't he not producing like he was last year? You know, like these are the questions that kind of need to be answered. You know, and I know, you know, again, Andy, I I know reality is that no one's ever going to answer the ask these questions because they're afraid. But, you know, this is the reality is the Rangers are not a very good hockey team. Their players are not playing very good. And it's not, you know, it's not really the fourth line's fault that we're in the position we're at. If you want to blame coaching and not having a system, fair. You know, but I also don't think that the players that are playing within whatever system Glant thinks he's running are good enough to uh, get the job done. You know, if we had the, if we had whatever it was last year, if we had that, we don't. We, it's like we were right back to two years ago. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, remember when before I said uh, I was harping on dry sidle knocking the stick out of uh, Braden Schneider's mm-hmm. hands? I was incorrect. That was Jacob Truba's hands. <laughs> it was the captain. Oh, our hand. captain. Oh. Yeah. And I don't know, just nothing not even a go up and grab the guy even if you you get jumped by four other oilers sweaters like I hate, are you kidding I, me are you fucking kidding me like i hate to say it i mean it was a mistake we got rid of reeves way too soon it's well that's definitely what's gonna be you know that's gonna be a crazy that's gonna be the narrative now it's gonna be that but I mean, it's I think that the the true answer is that you shouldn't need him for any more for that. No. But now that's going to be what it is, is that, oh, you got rid of Ryan Reeves. And if your team needs, honestly, if you're a team that needs Ryan Reeves to sleep better at night. You, you're you, not going anywhere. You're anyway. not going anywhere. And that's the point. And like I, the devils don't need Ryan Reeves. No. And the devils, better. if you if you if you put the entire roster of the New York Rangers and the entire roster of the New Jersey Devils and they had a street fight in the parking lot right now, I think the Rangers would win. I Probably. think they'd win going over hands. It doesn't, but it's not, a, it's not that. It's just, it's about giving a shit on the ice and the Devils play. I, I, Jack Hughes will probably start. Uh, I don't know if anyone watches professional or watch professional wrestling going up. You know how Shane McMahon would always like do the fake, like, you know, street Kung Fu. And he would like, you know, start waving his hands around and doing all this crazy stuff. I feel like he would do the crane kick and then kick Kako and like uh, the karate kid and then just kick crane, kick Kako in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just cause there's not, it's just, it's a mentality and it's weird. It's like this team for the past few years, I think they take those lessons to heart in the wrong ways where it's like trying to, when they were told they need to get tougher, they tried to like goon it up the rest of them. But like, it's almost like overcompensating. It's just playing with confidence and pride in yourself. And you just, the body language has just been terrible on this team this season. It's like, it's, and not, I don't, 
you know, I don't know. It's like you get reports between the bench from Giannone and not once does he say, you know, what's going on the bench? What's going on the bench, John? And they'd be like, oh, you know, after that goal, the Rangers weren't happy with it. A lot of, a lot of yelling, a lot of, I haven't heard that once this year, like, or goal, you know, and, but again, this is also a team that is fundamentally uh, flawed from the get-go. So even if they're playing at their apex, which is better than what the, you know what I mean? Their record, even I concede that this Rangers team, and everyone should realize this by now, is lacks depth. They have too many third liners. Jimmy Vesey's play spends big swatches of time on the first fucking line. Uh, and they're, despite playing well, their two supposed first line talent, uh, young kids, their next, their next core, if you want to call it that, are they couldn't, they couldn't put a puck in the ocean. You know what I mean? Kako yeah. at least is, cons- is consistent with his play, but not putting it in the net. Lafreniere, even though he, at times, you know, he had a two point game the other game, uh, and he had a goal the other night, but then he, the rest of the game, he takes dumb penalties and his reads are terrible. Whereas at least Kako, I like his reads, you know, and he makes mistakes. He's a young player. He's going to do it, but you could tell he's trying to push play and do the right things where Lafreniere, is so inconsistent right now. And it's a real shame. There's no semblance of the player uh, that, you know, who was taken first overall by the Rangers. So, so they're weak. They literally, and that happens and no one's going. And then Gallant keeps like, well, I got to put Barkley Goodrow on the second line now when Barkley Goodrow should be on the fourth line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he won't, he won't, now Kraftsov is the extra forward and he refuses to put him in when asked about it today. He's saying, I don't want to take anyone out. Well, Ryan Carpenter keeps taking dumb fucking penalties and hasn't done anything. Yeah, yeah, he tipped up one puck into the net this season for the Rangers. Accidentally. Accidentally, you know. And then he had a goal taken away because he was not stupid enough to not put in the paint. And But because Galan had him in in Vegas and loves him, I'm sure, from there, even though he's, you know, he's also slow as molasses. Crafts off the extra forward because he had surgery and, he kept getting hurt, which is just a convenient excuse or whatever, because he doesn't want to tell those guys that they're taken out. And I like the way those guys are playing, even though you spent the last 40 minutes of this press conference saying how everyone sucks and they all need to be better. But you refuse to put Kravtsov uh, in, who finally had a good game and then got hurt. You know, and because it, it, it would solve a lot of problems if Kravtsov is good with Panera on that second line. Because then you don't have to worry. You can just leave Kako on the first line with Mika and uh, Kreider. Just leave them. And the only reason they got away from those lines, and I actually like their lines they started the year with, but because they were snake, they were their shooting percentage was in the toilet, and they weren't. Then they moved away from them, and they just kind of threw the fucking balance of the whole thing out. And I'm not saying those would fix what's going on with this team, but I think at the very least, that's the way they have to play on a team that's depleted of depth. You know what I mean? Because they don't have the, they don't have the, uh, they can't be afforded the luxury of playing these players out of position because then they just become literally. Uh, you have only two productive players. Each line has dead weight on it. And that you're just not going to win like that. Well, it's <laughs> a lot. Sorry. No, no. It's just like, yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're hitting the nail right on the head. It's yeah. just like Julian Gauthier has been good though. I will give a shout out to the goat. He's him. Honestly, Gauthier Fox uh, and Shesterkin at times are the only, and Kako at times are the only four players I think who have passed any semblance of the smell test this year. Well, here, here's, here's, you know, what I kind of want to do. And, you know, you tell me if you, you know, agree with me or not, I'm being a little dramatic, but you know, right now we need answers and listen, you can tell me, well, the cap won't work with this, but this is what happened. Number one, Gallant needs to go. You got to bring Barry Trotz. You have the best coach out there. That's not coaching is Barry Trotz. You put them in, you know, behind the bench. Now there's no excuse. You have one of the best coaches to ever coach, in my opinion, behind your bench, changes things up, gets the boys going. Number two, you got to go get clean, Klingberg. whatever that means. You have to go get them. Unfortunately, uh, and you know, and you kind of have to hope that the St. Louis Blues kind of struggle and collapse here because I want to go get Ryan O'Reilly. I want a guy that's a fucking grizzly vet that again 
can play the center. I don't care where you fucking put him in the lineup, but we need a guy with some balls and a little bit of, you know, listen, what he did to the blues and kind of transformed them a little bit. And I know, I know his quotes were ugly, you know, kind of falling out of love with hockey when he was with Buffalo, but you can't, you can't understate what he did with, you know, the blues. And I, I feel like we, we need a guy like that. We need a veteran presence forward that has personality and isn't afraid to be a leader. And I don't know what it means to go get him from St. Louis, but you're going to have to go get a player like him. He's a free agent at the end of next year. If St. Louis feels like they're not winning the cup. Uh, then, then certainly you got to go get a player like him. So, um, and then to, to, to go back to Buffalo, grab a guy like Kyle Lockposo to play on the right side. He's having a, and he just got back from injury. I know, but you need, you need another body on the right side. It's unacceptable that fucking Jimmy VC is your first line right winger. We need to be better. So, um, yeah, you need to go out and get a right winger. You need to go out and get a little bit of veteran leadership. Uh, you're not going to find the, you're not really going to find that much, but you know, I think a guy like O'Reilly will be, will be good. And you got to go get Klingberg. And I, I don't care if that means straight and away laugh. I don't, I don't care if it means getting creative and finding a place for Kreider to go. You got to open up cat space and, and bring in some different players here that bring a little different look to this team because it's not working right now. And it's no, not going to work. You're right. Uh, I will say this. I thought John Klingberg looked like absolute dog shit the other night. I don't know if he, if like, I think if, if we're going to be, I don't know if I'd be convinced that he would come here. And then this, now that he's on a competitive team, like O'Reilly, the flip would just switch. Uh, but I would obviously love to have a player with the heart and the actual give a shit of Ryan O'Reilly. Like watching Vegas miss the playoffs last year for a litany of reasons, uh, mostly health, also underperformance and shitty goaltending. And watching Mark Stone every game that that team lost because they just were depleted and didn't have the depth. I watched Mark Stone drag people into fights and scrums and screaming and cursing and watched it fucking killed him. Whereas when it happens to the Rangers, they just gotten to get a little this catatonic look on their face and they, st- they get the thousand mile stare. You know what I mean? I want mm-hmm. to your point, James, we you definitely need someone who even it doesn't matter. It's not about losing. It's about not losing like a loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's about hate. And that's the thing. Like I was always, you know, I don't know. And so, listen, I know now that the, the pendulum swing the, has swung the other way on him. And I know he's a head case and probably rightfully so. But say what you will about JT Miller. But you could tell, I think like a cadre or like an O'Reilly or like a JT Miller, a guy who's like maybe too passionate for his own good and it can go the other way sometimes. Like it can be a detriment to your team when you just try, you're looking for a good feeling and he's just being a fucking stick in the mud and you know, the sky's falling. But at the same time, when everyone else is playing uninspired like shit, and that's the only person trying to pull the rope by themselves, they're like, fuck you. If you, you won't, won't do it. I will. The Rangers need someone like that. Cause true is not that Kreider's not that Zabanajit. When is the last time? I, and that's the thing. This, I don't think this team is any one player is ever besides Shesterkin or Lundqvist. Like when was the last time we had one player put, the entire team on his back. Like just one, you know what I mean? The Rangers had success from their power play, which was kind of a committee in Fox and, and Panera and Zabanajad and Kreider, but in concert. Cause like for Kreider to get the tips and you need someone else to shoot the puck. Right. Right. Uh, Panera obviously would dance and have, have his good nights, but not during the playoffs, obviously. And only, you know, during random games against the flyers in the regular season is different. It doesn't matter. So, I'd say the well, closest thing, the closest thing you had of, of a player putting anything on their back has been Fox. Yes. And, but For that's showing that's, that's not enough. And he's been excellent. He's been absolutely insane. He, he, I think he's been the best D man in the, you know, although Eric Carlson had, had another sweet play tonight, but in terms of offense and defense, I think no player in the, no defenseman on the planet has been as good as Adam Fox has for the Rangers. Um, but that's that's the sadder thing is that you look at how much the Rangers have given up supposedly, and they're still respectable, 
But the problem is when you stop skating, it's a lot easier to have a low percentage shot from the point. Two of them go in because you're just, you're not, you're not battling. You're not trying to clear the crease. You're letting traffic take away Shesterkin's eyes. You are just not skating. You cannot cy- shut down cycles in your own end. And the Rangers have no semblance of how to do that. So I think you're right, James. I don't think this is, I don't think this is the bottom. It feels it feels like rock bottom, but it's I don't think it is. I think this is uh, it's going to get worse. I mean, tomorrow it's, it's going to be a bad night. Like you're not going to be ha- don't you're not going to be happy to, if you think watching the New Jersey Devil game tonight because I know you're listening to this on Monday morning. You know you're back at work. Or you're already miserable that you had the you have to go back to work on after a long weekend. But the truth is that the New York Rangers are going to probably get the doors blown off and it needs to happen. Unfortunately, it, it needs to happen. I'm telling you, the cleanse I, I, will be good. It'll be good. We're going to come hi, out more, better on the other side. Yeah. Hindsight is 2020. I did want to ask you this. Sure. Do you, th- and we were talking about, it, everyone was saying it was time. Does, do you think looking at the way this team is playing now, do you think Jeff Gorton and hell, do you think maybe not that he's was good for the job, but do you think David Quinn and Jeff Gorton, and John Davidson were kind of right that they're like, this team is still not there yet. Hence why they weren't like making any big moves, sweeping moves for grit and toughness. Do you think they wanted it to be more like the devils where you're absolutely, you suck, you suck, you suck, but you're, everyone's playing. And then everyone kind of clicks at the same time. You know what I mean? Uh. Or do you think, do you think everything jury has done up to this? No, I'm not, I'm not saying all of his moves in a nutshell, because obviously these had some, some pretty, I, I think there's ones if he, he you gave him the option, he would take back. But um. the, the problem, I mean, like everything in life, it's it. Yeah, I don't think it's so well, it's well, no, it's it, even with hindsight on it. I, I just don't think it's as clear cut as who was right and who was wrong. I think they both brought points that were valid. You know, they brought like to, if you had, you know, if you sat them out of the table and you told them, all right, you're going to debate whether or not the New York Rangers are ready to take the next step or they still need to kind of grow and pro- and process and take everything, you know, in as we're, you know, trying to rebuild this team. I, I think both, both sides had good points. And I saw, I saw both sides, you know, you know, when this was all happening, I think both you and I were like, all right, I mean, we're going for it. And, you know, I tend to, to lean that we're going for it. Cause if you, if you're in the locker room and you saw who we had, and you felt that you were comfortable with them. Now, the the truth of the matter is, there's a few few things I wish I could go back on. Number one, the Kreider trade to Boston. I think people overvalue Chris Kreider, and I think if you traded him right now, he would still be overvalued on the trade market. So, I I I'd get rid of him any way, shape, or form. I think he's not a first line hockey player. He's a third line left winger. Uh, he's a product of Zibanejad. If Zibanejad plays well, Kreider's going to play well. If the power play is clicking, then Kreider will click. And it's not going to click because of Chris Kreider. He's just a product of it. Um, you know, and, and you know, Zibanejad has the ability to take over games. My only concern with him was health. So I, I don't really know if he's hurt or, or anything, but he just we haven't seen that explosion from him. And I truly think it's because. Well, now he's playing with Kreider, who stinks, and he doesn't really have a true right winger anymore. So um, he's going to, he's going to, you know, the pieces are not falling for him. Uh, and then, you know, if you look at our second line, Vinny has been fantastic. Panarin, I said this before the season, one of the narratives is, if, you know, people are going to turn on Panarin quickly. And I think it's kind of already starting. You know, he makes a ton of money. And he's doing absolutely nothing, especially five on five. He does nothing. He constantly turns the puck over. And, you know, let me look at the Edmonton game. Um, oh, they don't they all giveaways right here. Yeah, no, it, it's just like if you look at how many giveaways this team. No, they don't do giveaways. They give blocks. Never mind. Oh, no, they do. Eight, 15 giveaways during the game. You know, it's just like, that's unacceptable. Double digits. You know, especially with the three-goal lead. Like, you shouldn't be giving the puck away. You shouldn't be, you know, coughing it up or, you know, throwing a blind pass. You know, there's just 
good teams find ways to not to limit those things you know it's whether you ring turn back into the boards or just get the puck in deep like and, and not force things so um you know you you look you know up and down our lineup it's just guys are really not performing and maybe it's just that you know we're not we're a few players away you know like we're maybe we don't have guys that are not going to take over a game but maybe we just need better complementary pieces because if you told me if we had cop and frankie vetrano i think our lineup looks a lot different <laughs> you know i feel yeah, a little honestly, bit more honestly i th- if you replace carpenter with tyler mott yeah and uh yeah, Carpenter with Tyler Mott, Frankie Vitrano instead of I mean, if listen, listen, if you if you got rid of Sammy Blay and uh, VC and Reeves, but you had Buchnevich and Tyler Mott, I think this is a better team. And say what you will, he who was involved <laughs> in a lot a lot of scrums as a Ranger, Buchnevich. Like you need guys like Mott and Buchnevich who would who would like kind of pull you into the fight. You know what I mean? And that's not, and Lindgren's like the only person on this team now that does that. Uh, You know, I just, it's, it does seem like this team needs like a Connor Garland type of character to, or just someone who's going to skate their, their, their bags off. And, and just, even if when you're pushing for a goal and just kind of like purpose, like when was the last time the one, a ranger was going to the net and then was it tried to stand there at the whistle just to like, big dog the goaltender like we're coming and then have to be forced to be forcibly removed by the other team with a scrum and i'm not talking about like try to make a break to the net and then like get checked in from behind by the defending player and then you hit their goaltender and then everyone jumps you that's different because the rangers do that all the time they love doing that you know what i mean but when's the last time one of them just on a on a on a standard like soft muffin from the point and then like literally skated to the goaltender and snow showered him a little bit and just got, got in the face. Like they're right there for the rebound. That has, when was the last, I haven't seen a ranger do that all season. I don't know we if they did it last year either. No, it's, we don't do that. It's just, yeah, I, this team lacks depth and I don't know. The more this happens, the more I'm like, it's almost like uh, there's in my head. It's like, my dream is that like Drury's going to be like, you know, this team does not good enough this year. I'm just going to hold both of my second, my first round picks and use them or whatever. You know what I mean? But no, it'll probably, it'll then be used on a panic move for Patrick Kane when the team's not even in a playoff spot. And then they'll end up missing. Like when they got Eric Stahl for no reason, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's literally my nightmare, James. If they use two first round picks on, in one of the best drafts, uh, in the last decade on uh, Patrick, a rental Patrick Kane. And then they missed the playoffs where even if they make it, I think he's going to stink anyway. I, I don't know. I might have to rethink my fandom of this team. That would, <laughs> I think that would break. You, we talk about what it broke me. That, that would be a, it broke me moment. I, I literally, I'm not even kidding. I think that would, that would be the thing that would break me. Well, I mean, listen, we, we, we threw out some, I mean, listen, this is, I I'm right there, man. Like I, I, it's, this is, this is kind of heartbreaking. You know, I I really thought we were a team on paper. If we played like we did last year and got something similar, I really do thought we were, you know, competitors for a Stanley cup. But right now I, I, it's, I don't, it's like we can barely compete with the bottom feeders of this league. So now it's like, where where do we end up in the lotto? And if that's not your mentality right now, you're just a delusional like fan. You're just living in last year thinking that these boys are going to turn it around. I, I newsflash for you, it's not happening. You know, it's not happening unless there's a change, whether that's coaching, personnel. You know, it's it's gonna it's one of these moments. So you know, this is the third time the new york rangers blow a multi-goal lead at home you know it's just unacceptable you know they did it against the islanders they did it against the red wings they did it against you know the oilers you know we constantly we constantly collapse and it's not good it's not it's not good so um anything else the, the good thing no the positive spin trots is out there Number two, there's some free agents, I think, at the end of this year that, you know, I'm not saying that the Rangers need to go get and then sign them long term. I just think 
if this, if we're trying to salvage this season, there's bodies out there that I think are, are gettable, you know, and we have pieces that we can move. You know, I think Lafreniere is, is a piece that you certainly should now consider moving. You're not going to get much for him, but I think if you don't move him now, uh, you're going to, you're going to lose that window of teams being like, you know what, let's just let's take a chance to see what he's got. You know, what's, what's there to lose. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously crafts off you could certainly move i'd consider you know trying to move one of the guys with a no movement clause um you know even you know keandre miller it, you know if he's not doing much you know, maybe move him i I don't know i i know you know we could go two ways we can kind of blow mini blow this up or we could you know try to bring in you know a couple of complementary pieces and, and salvage a season and maybe make the playoffs so um I haven't made up my mind which direction I want to go yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's there is merits in both. Obviously, I think the the smartest thing is to, you know, hope, hope uh, cross your fingers and hope this becomes like a St. Louis Blues having a Christmas meeting after being like terrible and like close to last play, saying we need to get our shit together and then winning the Stanley Cup. That would be great, but I don't somehow don't see that in the cars for the New York Rangers. Well, it's but, another reason to bring in O'Reilly. He was part yeah. of that, you know. Yeah, again, uh, the money, you'd have to put move a lot out, but we'll see. Um, well, I mean, the only other option is maybe you finally start Vitaly Kraftsov, and much like Mike White, he totally turn, changes the complexion of your team, <laughs> at least for one game, uh, you know? So, who knows? Maybe it would be, it would be hilarious if, like, for the next few games, he refuses to play crafts off and then he finally puts them in and then it like becomes just what the doctor ordered. But honestly, that's, that'll probably is what's going to happen, but it'll be too late because they've dropped too many points. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, we're the Rangers and us are left with more questions than answers right now. Uh, this game against the devils who are going to be motivated. I don't remember the last time the Rangers were motivated to, to kick the devil's ass. So I, I think, I don't think it's going to be particularly pretty. They're going to lose. Uh, and they're probably going to, it's going to happen again. And it's just going to be the same old, same old. I, hopefully I'm wrong. You know, I mean, to get your mojo back, literally beating the crap out of the, the New Jersey devils on your home ice should be good enough, especially considering how that they're one of the best teams in the league. But uh, that's far too much to ask for at this point with this team. So I just don't see it happening, but. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, James, you have, you have anything you want to say before we end this? No, if you, if you, well, one thing, if you don't think that the New Jersey Devils are salivating at the opportunity to step on the New York Rangers' throats, man, if you don't think Lindy Ruff is looking to fucking body bag this team and, you know, send them into a full-fledged tailspin, man, I, listen, I would hate to be a New York Ranger tomorrow when you have the New Jersey Devils coming into your building maybe a top three team in the NHL right now. And they are looking to crush you. It's going to be interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Rangers muster up in terms of effort, leadership, desire, you know, you know, and this is an opportunity for the all-stars to, and I say that with quotes to step up and and do something. Uh, I don't believe in them. There's no reason to believe in them. Uh, so we just get to sit and watch and, and the beauty of it is that my expectations are, are certainly very low and, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, going to enjoy the time of the year it is and, and, you know, kind of ride this out the roller coaster that it is and, and, you know, and we'll see where it goes, Andy. So, uh, you can end it, Andy, any way you want. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know what? Until the New York Rangers sort this out, maybe take some time for yourself. Get some early Christmas shopping done so you don't have to stress. You don't need more stresses in your life uh, between, you know, uh, just shopping crowds and the weather getting colder and colder. Just don't. The New York Rangers are. It's just too much right now. Don't don't let it affect your mood. That's all I'm going to ask. You can be like me and totally separate that part of yourself. Because if right now 
if you because like me if you were a fan that when they lose you literally are in a bad mood the entire you can't sleep and then you're in a bad mood the entire next day not very healthy especially this time so uh just whatever you have to do to divorce yourself from those emotions uh yeah figure it out because like james said i think this gets worse before it gets better Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.